Welcome back to Four Score Sports, episode twenty. You know we're, we're we're getting up there in the numbers now. You guys are still listening, and still supporting us. Uh, before we get started, uh, obviously, Pub Sports Talk legends. As soon as you're done listening to this, go check out Pub Sports Talk. They're dropping an episode right after hours, a few hours after hours, so you'll have plenty of time to catch up on everything. Go listen to them. Make sure you check them out. And also, some other huge news: merch. Oh, Grant, go ahead. Do your Drum roll. Yay. Merch. We have merch. 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 Yeah. Merch. Sleeve shirts. We have black, gray, ash. It, you know, it, it, it's available if you want it. Let us know. It's hey, available. Heard, Just heard, buy it. You, speaking, speaking of colors, have y'all heard that thing where it was like, a, it was like the color perception thing? Where we can all see different colors, but we all associate the same color with the name. Y'all heard that, right? Yeah. Okay, I know okay. of it, but like, what podcast? I don't know. Like, you grow up thinking that blue is blue, but you see blue differently than I do. But we both call. Yeah, the color I mean, yeah, but yeah. I just think this is it. why Sorry. we this is why we stick in the basic colors, so the fans won't ever have to argue about whether that gray is ash gray or charcoal yeah I, gray. I like it i like the the line on the the don't forget the score on the spine that looks clean i like it i like it are you guys excited i'm excited it was cute colt doesn't care no nah, i think it's cool it's dope i really like it it's dope i definitely rock it where to what never mind i was about to say something else but yeah this man is pillow <laughs> anyways but yeah uh Obviously, you guys saw this past week, we started our own bracket challenge. Uh, there's a bunch of people that entered that. So, obviously, the winner of the men's tournament gets a free T-shirt, and the winner of the women's tournament gets a free T-shirt. So, uh, if you win it twice, congratulations. You get two shirts. But uh, if you don't win, I guess you got to buy one from us. Exclusions but, uh, anyways, apply. This week, uh, what, what were you saying? So exclusions apply. No, no, no. If, if one of us wins it, we'll choose who we want to get it, give it to. How about that? If that's the go. exclusion. There we go. Um, this week, obviously, March Madness is uh, starting up. Uh, at the time we're recording this, it's Thursday. So all the news that we have is going to be from about 9 p.m. Thursday. That's what time we're recording. So obviously, you know, can't go to the future. So uh, NFL news, March Madness, uh, just things like that. So we're mainly going to stick to those three topics. Um, and, you know, we're going to plug our merch. Let's get a merch right. counter. Merch. Merch. merch, 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 big merch, merch. So uh, we're gonna start off with men's March Madness. You know, a little change because normally we start with the women. Uh, men's March Madness. You know, NC State didn't make the big tournament, but they made the NIT tournament. And uh, as of the recording, they just won. They just beat Davidson. Good win. Everyone looked pretty Numbers. good. Uh, so shout out NC State. We're pulling for you guys to win that one. Obviously, all of us are associated with NC State one way or another. But um, we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about our men's tournament. And really, the things that we're looking for is like some upsets that we have, maybe why, some teams that we have going far, just a basic gist, because obviously next week we'll know more about it because the tournament's this weekend. We'll have a new episode, everything like that. So um, I'll actually get us started. One team that I'm very, very high on is UConn. Okay. 
UConn, they play now in the first round, then they'll play the winner of Alabama and Iona. Is that how you say that? Yeah, Iona. Yeah. They have been playing very, very well lately. They have three guards all averaging over 12 points a game, and they're very efficient, efficient shooters. So that, and I don't know, I just have some kind of hunch because I think last time UConn was like um, a seven seed, they won. What, what year was that? That was Cardiac Kimba. What that was, was Kimba, that? yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say 12, 12, but it's somewhere around there. I think it's 12. Yeah. I, I so, saw a video once a year, so right around That's one time. of the teams that I have. They're 17. Granted, 17 going to the – let's see how far I have them. Wow. I have them very far. I have them in the final four. Mm. That's not just very far. That's pretty much all the way for a 17. Yeah. You think so, they – so say they beat Maryland, Alabama wins like they're supposed to. You think I don't Alabama? I got I got Texas coming out of the other side that they would have to play in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean I understand with March Madness if a team's hot they're hot. I think the hottest team in the tournament right now is Georgetown. They went to their conference tournament with a losing record. They went and swept through the conference in the tournament and beat the high. I think the who Creighton, they beat Creighton by 25 in the conference championship. Smoked them. I, I have them going to the Sweet 16. I actually, along with that, I have Creighton losing. They're five seed. I have them losing to UCSB. As do I. I, I did too, Ryan. And I have Georgetown winning against Colorado 12 and 5 again. That one I'm torn about, but I'm just going to go based off of how hot a team is, and Georgetown's hot. I also have Syracuse going to the Sweet 16. So I have two double-digit ranked teams in the Sweet 16, as well as an eight seed. So that's LSU. Um, yeah, I don't know about LSU. That what's the name? Uh, Cam Thomas. I know Cam a lot Thomas of Thomas should have came to NC State. Should have came to MC State. He's oh wait, that was him. Three again. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. That was with Cole Anthony and Kofi Cockburn. They got three guys averaging over 15 a game, and yes. Sometimes they don't play the best, but with a team that scores that well, if they get hot, they're going to be hard to beat. And I think I a team like Michigan could do that. Speaking of teams that are hot, cross country or cross country, cross state, Carolina. I have Carolina beating Baylor in the round of 32. Mm. And the only reason for that, I have them beating Wisconsin. And that's only if the guards can play well. So look, if you look at it's Baylor, a little bit of bias in there, ain't it? If you look at Baylor, Baylor's leading rebounder is six oh, foot five. Carolina has four guys that would easily be the best rebounder on that team. Carolina is one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. Baylor is not good at rebounding. They're not good at defensive rebounding. Carolina is the best offensive rebounding team in the nation. Not only that, all of the bigs for Carolina have been playing very well lately. So all you really need is for the guards to not turn the ball over, which recently. ACC tournament a few games before, Carolina has looked very good. Granted, they lost yeah. to Florida State yeah. by three. They lost to Florida State. They like, should have won on. that game, to be fair. They should have won they that game. They should have won that game. They had a lead. They just choked the lead. They They're played hot. like freshmen. They played like young guys. They're hot. Here's, my, here's my thing with that. And the officiating was bad. I do agree. UNC will be Wisconsin because it was Wisconsin. The last few games have been dog water. And UNC has won four of their last six. But – the Baylor Bears beat Illinois, 
who's also one of the hottest teams in college basketball going this tournament. They, they beat Illinois. They 30. beat Illinois in December, bro. They they literally almost went a month without playing, and since they've been back, they have squeaked by some teams, just barely squeaked by. They've lost two of their last six, and one of the games they won overtime. They won another one by nine. They won another one by fifteen. Texas. Texas I got I got nine. Baylor beat North Carolina by fifteen. I think I Baylor lost to Oklahoma State Baylor. in the Big Twelve tournament as well. If I'm, yeah, I'm you know, right. like Baylor has a history of like folding when they're not supposed yeah. to. Like in the NCAA tournament, so I, that's they, what that's what kind of turned me off to them. I do like Oklahoma cool. State. Did they did have? We talked about it weeks Damn. and months ago that they had a suspension for this year's tournament. But the yeah, what what's up with that? I thought they weren't allowed to go in they the tournament. It, but the NCAA didn't respond to the appeal. So since the NCAA didn't respond, they were able to get into the tourney. Only cap. That, I don't think. I don't know, bro. They literally said they're not supposed to be in a tournament. And then I saw they got got a bid. Because Kate and I'm thinking like because people were saying people were saying Kate Cunningham was like brave for like continuing to play with his team. And I thought like they were just gonna like stop at the conference tournament if that. But now they're in the NCAA. Well, anyway, now that it, I'm talking, anyway, um, my the team that I'm high on, just <laughs> off of like a couple of games. St. Bonaventure, and let me explain. Their whole starting five is our well, my fault, our juniors. Um, one thing I'm really high on whenever I'm watching basketball is chemistry, and those guys were rolling with chemistry. They have pretty good size. They're pretty good scores. All of them are pretty good scores. Actually, all of them are pretty good rebounders. Um, who who does St. Bonaventure have? They play LSU. I think they got it in the bag. They're gonna shut. They do, they do have five people averaging ten plus points a game. So I mean, yeah. it's not far off. It's an eight seed versus nine seed. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's far off. The way I have it, I have LSU winning. I think that Cam Thomas. Um, I think he's the leading scorer among freshmen in the whole nation. Um, they have Trenton Wadford. Trenton Wadford received offers from damn near every big school. He chose to go to LSU over Duke. Um, so I have LSU, and then I have LSU going on to beat Michigan in the next round. Um, I think Michigan is good, but the fact that they don't have Isaiah Livers um, is going to hurt them. He's out indefinitely. He's he's a question mark. So that oh. kind of uh, throws me off for uh, Michigan. If I'm looking at the tournament, if I look at Gonzaga, uh, Baylor, Illinois, um, I just think that those three teams are on a certain level that other teams are not on. I think those are the three best teams in the nation. Normally, I'm not one to just put like four number one seeds in the final four, but I've got three one seeds in the final four. I, I got that as well. I, I, I got that as well. Illinois and Baylor, and but then in Michigan's bracket, I've got Texas. I'm rocking with my Longhorns. Um, I'm going LSU. Have experience. I think they have Matt Coleman, um, a guard, knows what he's doing. Upperclassman Andrew Jones beat cancer. Upperclassman, he knows what he's doing. Um, and then they've got a couple of young guys in the front court. Kai Jones and Greg Brown is extremely freaky. Um, dark horses. I've got I've got Syracuse going to the Elite Eight. Um, I've got them going far to the Elite Eight. Uh, as an 11 seed, Texas Tech is a six seed. I have them going to the Elite Eight. Mm. Um, I've got Florida State going to the Elite Eight, which is another was a four seed. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Um, I do have some upsets, but as far as those three big seeds, um, Illinois, Baylor, and uh, Gonzaga, I have those three teams. I think that Carolina, Baylor, I think if that matchup is getting overlooked because I do think that Carolina can cause some problems because they play totally different ways. Um, I think that if 
if Carolina's guards can show up and just play how they're supposed to play, R.J. Davis can knock down some shots. Uh, Caleb Love can get the offense going like he's supposed to. I think that it can get real interesting because, as Ryan said, uh, Baylor doesn't play inside. They, they they rely on their guards. They had the best backcourt in the country, to be fair. They've got Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell. Both of them are up for the Wooden Award, both extremely good guards. Um, but Carolina pounds the ball, and they're probably the most intimidating front court in the nation. Um, and to a one seed that doesn't play uh, in the paint as much uh, is definitely intimidating, and I think it's a matchup to watch for sure. It's going to come down to whether or not Baylor can is going to be able to shoot from beyond the arc that game. If they can, we'll it's say, going to be. If they can, it'll be it'll be very fun to see. It was it was kind of hard. Like as I was doing all eight of my brackets, like I couldn't not put Gonzaga going pretty far because it's, I I don't know, man. Some of these matchups. Somebody brought up a good point on Twitter how like the even though nobody really cares about the sixteen seats it's kind of messed up because these are teams that like they had to win their conference to get in. And they were saying like how the at large bids should be the ones being the first four. And, you know, that kind of makes sense. Well, one thing I don't like is how like these teams, uh, like for example, who just like the team's playing for an 11 seed. It's a play-in game for an 11 seed. I don't understand that. I feel like every play-in game should be for a 16 seed. Because, like, you have be. these 11 like, seeds out here that are just, like, busting their – like, Michigan State and UCLA. Mm -hmm. Both of these teams could – you can make an argument that they both deserve to be in the tournament. Both deserve to be an 11 seed. Right, I agree. I don't but, think Michigan State is – to be honest, I don't, the fact they Michigan gave Michigan State an 11 seed, they've lost by 30 points, I believe, four times this season. I do believe that they deserve to be in the tourney, but 11? Well, they, but they deserve to be higher than 16. Yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that they're not playing in for only 16 seeds makes no sense. Everyone else should just get bumped down, and whoever's the 15 seed should be playing in against. I don't know. It's it's like Iona is like yeah. set in the tournament, like I, I as a 15 seed, but yet Michigan State, UCLA, they aren't. That that just doesn't sit right in my head. You know what I mean? Politics. Yeah, one team's team gonna get trying to help improve a point. Granted, automatic qualifiers, but do, uh, moving on. Do you guys just have like a random team for absolutely no reason? You just have going far. Uh, like, um, I honestly research. I, I mean, looking I, at my I, elite eight, I have UConn. I have Oklahoma pretty, State. I think Kate Cunningham's gonna ball out, oh, much like Jaw did. You think they're beating Illinois? I mean, I can see it for sure. And I think Kate Cunningham. Yep. I have you. I wanted. I I think UCLA. I picked UCLA. I've got Mich. I got Michigan State on that side. I got Michigan I State UCLA losing, even losing to UConn. I think Izzo is gonna. Izzo is gonna take over. It's a Izzo coach team in March Madness. I think they're gonna beat UCLA. I think the most interesting game for me, just looking here at my Elite Eight. Gonzaga, Kansas will be fun to watch. I have that as uh, well. Baylor, Ohio State. Carolina, Arkansas. <laughs> I have Ohio State losing in the round of 32. I'm just not high on Ohio State. I don't know why. Um, I have, they have, I have lost some games Tech. down the stretch. I, can I have Virginia that. Tech beating Florida, and then I have Virginia Tech going on to beat Ohio State. Um, I think Virginia Tech um, playing in the ACC, I'm, I'm higher on ACC teams than those. 
Um, not I just, year, I'm not, not one certain thing that they do well. They just excel at everything, in my opinion. Um, they're they're really good. Um, but as far as like random teams, like I said that I have Syracuse in the Elite Eight. But the reason that I have Syracuse in the Elite Eight is that because if I think if they can get by San Diego State um, either tomorrow or Saturday, when you're preparing to play a team two days and you're used to seeing man-to-man every single year, and then you see a team that runs zone every single play, and it's a team that perfected that zone, you know, it's different. It's not like you can – it's not like high school. You can just swing it around the uh, the around the key and then just get a wide-open three. That's not how Bayheim's going to play the zone. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Buddy Bayheim is coming on at the right time. I think a bunch of their other guys is coming on at the right time. Uh, Gerard, he was uh, Mr. Big Apple in NYC for uh, high school basketball. He's a good player. Um, AJ Griffin's brother that's committed to Duke, his little brother. I mean, his big brother's on Syracuse. He's a good player. Um, I just, I just think that their experience, Jim Beheim's experience is going to get them there. And then Texas tech, I have them in there because I think that that region is kind of weak on the lower side. Um, I have Virginia tech beating Ohio state. And then I think Texas tech will win. I'm high on Mac McClung. McClung They've been there, done that. Um, when they went that run with Jarrett Culver. So, um, they have experience. He knows what he's doing. So I have those two teams for, for those reasons. And an upset that I forgot to mention is that I actually have Winthrop beating Villanova. I do as well. I believe that Villanova, it's just Villanova, they, they don't, their margin of error is very slim. Losing a guy that plays as well as uh, he did just shooting from the arc and moving the ball around. Um you know, just missing – gosh. Oh, Colin Gillespie, sorry. Uh, just him being out with Winthrop lining up against, you know. I, I don't know. I have no reason to say it except for the fact that Villanova's uncomfortable where they are right now. Something that's in my mind with Villanova. Villanova and Carolina are a potential Sweet 16 matchup. And if they this stuff is rigged powder. like everyone says it is, What's going to stop them from marketing the Sweet 16 matchup? They'll have a whole week to market a rematch of the buzzer beater from mm-hmm. 2017 National Championship, you know, or 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like little politic thing, like, things like that happen. Yeah. Like I can see Villanova losing in 64-32 or Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have also have Purdue going to the Sweet 16 playing Baylor. Purdue having the tallest team. Or the tallest roster, and uh, if Purdue plays the, Carolina, that would be games. nice. Uh, yes, that would be a, definitely a underneath Fun game. But playing Baylor, Purdue, I think even it might catch up to Baylor, or if Baylor gets past North Carolina and finds a way to beat teams with taller players than they have uh, lining up against Purdue, it can make Purdue an easy game for them. So it will be interesting to see. I think there's a big margin between good teams and these lower seeds. I don't believe there'll be as many big upsets, but I still believe there'll be a few here and there. Like ultimately, it'll it'll be very tough not playing in front of the crowd. And I will get to that more in the women's aspect. But um, I I think my overall, I just wanna hear, who do you guys have as your national champion? I have Gonzaga. I don't see Gonzaga winning a game by fewer than 15 points. I got Illinois, I, Gonzaga, like on a buzzer beater or something in the final seconds, 83-81. I had uh, different ones. I had – in one, I had Ohio State. What's your favorite? Which one's your favorite? And just what's The, the one, one that you submitted to the challenge. 
Okay, um, let me go back. Oh, I did. I did say Ohio State. Yeah. I actually said Ohio State to two of my brackets, so I'll say Ohio State is my fave to win it all. Um, I guess I'm different. I, I, I like to think it has nothing to do with bias, but I have Texas winning it all. Um, I have them beating Gonzaga in the Final Four and then playing Illinois, and I have them winning that game. Texas is a good team. Watching them, they beat Oklahoma State pretty convincingly, so I'm not against that. I got one more question before I move on for Colt. Yo. Who does Duke play? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, what a jerk. Hilarious. Uh, Revenge Tour 2021. Um, Paulo Banchero. We're also going to get Trevor Keels. Um, you know, uh, year, year three, Matt Hurt. Year three, Wendell Moore. Year two, DJ Stewart. Nobody's going pro. Uh, coming back with a vengeance. Hey, wait. I, I have a question. What's the allegiance to Texas? Is um, that just so, a you thing? So, so my, my dad, my dad's side of the family is from Texas. So that's why I'm uh, a Cowboys fan. That's why I'm a, a UT fan as well. So, oh, I thought that was well, never mind. Obviously, we'll have more insight next week. Uh, games are played this weekend. We're going to watch those as best we can. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump on in to the women's side. So we'll catch y'all over there. All right. First things first NC State, number one seed. Congratulations. Congratulations, ladies. Um, obviously, we've had Elisa on the show. We've shouted out other people, Kai, Raina. Um, congratulations, ladies. You guys definitely deserve the one seed. Um, we're very proud of you guys. We know you guys are listening, so congratulations again. So the biggest things that I can think of that are going to be different, obviously, the way the women's tournament works is the top four seeds in each region host their game. So essentially this year, NC State would have had two games at Reynolds Coliseum. So looking at the bracket, NC State would have played a at Reynolds, then South Florida and Washington State would have played at Reynolds Coliseum. And then the two days later, NC State would have played the winner of that game at Reynolds. So there's really no home court advantage unless you're a team from Texas, as in a team like Baylor. Because um, obviously the whole tournament's in San Antonio. They're already there now. Um, but some things that I see, NC State has, I like it. I like the look that they have in this bracket in their corner. Um, the biggest teams that I see as a threat to State are A&M, but they're so spotty. They are so spotty. And really, that's the only team in this corner that I see posing a real problem. And we've said it. All of us have said it. NC State's best is better than any other team's best. Um, Stanford, they got the number one overall seed. And, yes, I know they haven't played a single home game all year and that nothing's changing. They're going to Texas. Um, I see Stanford. I can see them going pretty far. But ultimately, in my final four, um, and I know women's basketball is a little bit different than men's basketball because the women tend to always play to the fundamentals. So they're really off. So there's really off games. It's not an athleticism based game. It's a skill based game. So every week they have to have their skills. My final four, I've got NC State, UConn. Then I have South Carolina and Oregon. I don't know why I have Oregon. Something just told me in my head. 
uh, <laughs> revenge tour for Sabrina. She got hurt. Sabrina. She's coming back. They couldn't win it with her. I don't know. Just a random hutch right there. But I have NC State versus South Carolina in the national championship. And the I got State winning, best team in the nation. I've been saying that. Look back at the other episodes, NC State. I've been saying they're the best in the nation. Defensively, top five in the nation. Offensively, can be top five. Just depends who we run the offense or who's hot, who's feeling it. Uh, I got State winning this game. I think Elisa will shut down Aaliyah Boston in the national championship. Elisa Cunane, you know, All-American, special guest on the show. Go check that out a few episodes ago if you haven't. Uh, my favorite episode, personally. Uh, hey, I like NC State. Let me hear what you guys have to say. Who do you guys have in your final four for the women? Um, I had – mine was pretty similar to yours just because – I'm under under the impression that like for the women, their number one is like up there for a reason. I mean, just like for the men's, but it's like these are clear cut. So I had pretty much all the number ones, UConn State, South Carolina, but I had Stanford instead of Oregon. And I had uh, in the game before I had Stanford beating Oregon. Um, and in the championship, I had State beating Stanford. So that's fair. And in my final four, uh, I'll just go ahead. Just in the Alamo, I had uh, Georgia coming out of that. I believe with a one seed like Stanford, Stanford's very good. Uh, what seed I, is Georgia? Uh, Georgia's a seed. Three. Uh, I think Louisville, they'll have to face Louisville before they play Stanford. And I do believe those high seeds are going to make it through. Uh, I don't see insane upsets once again. Uh, but I see Georgia making it out of there, squeaking by Stanford. Uh, in the the Hemis – why don't they just say – Bro, what are these names? Like, what is, what is this it's for? It's places in Texas, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Hemisphere. Uh-huh. I have – Hemisphere. Uh, I got to go South Carolina. It is South Carolina. Uh, so I, it's hard to really bet against them. And seeing who's in that bracket with them, it's very hard to choose anybody else. Uh, in the Riverwalk – I was tempted. I'm a little torn between UConn and Baylor, so I'm not locked in on that, but I do believe it will come up between them two. Uh, I can't remember first name for the life of me. Uh, last name Robertson, the head coach for Baylor. Uh, they've just had a winning mentality in there. So it is going to be two dynasties in a way, Baylor versus UConn, just two winning programs who have been very successful doing what they're doing. Uh, it's going to come down to just – I'm obviously it's whoever's going to play better that day, but it's a toss up. It is a one-two seed. Here's something I have to think of. Okay, UConn's coach has Corona. What does that mean for the team? How are they going to play without their coach for the first few games? Well, they high point. I I know, but you know what I mean. Like it's March. It's March. It's March. Uh, So I could say Baylor. I'm, I'm torn between Baylor and UConn. I couldn't choose. And obviously, I have State coming out of that. Uh, When it comes down to it, though, um, I I really don't know. Um, I would like to see Georgia, NC State, me being partial to Georgia growing up, being a Georgia fan, it'd be fun to see. So my former, my former, uh, not quite alma mater because I didn't go there, but my school that I claimed versus the school that I claim now and I go to. That'd be fun to see national championship. Uh, I have state winning all, obviously. I have state winning it big. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's something that is, is worthy of noting for the women's tournament. Um, upsets and, and Cinderella runs don't happen as frequently in the women's tournament as they do the men's tournament. Um, the last seven or eight national champions for the women's tournament have all been one seeds. Um, so I feel like that is something that needs to be noted. Um, so my final four, um, on state side, I have the two one seeds. I have UConn against state. Um, I think that that's a really good matchup. Uh, I, I, I like to see, cause it's different dynamics. Um, Raina being a, a grad transfer guard, having that experience going, going up against the young Paige Beckers, the superstar. Um, I think that's fun to see how they, uh, go with Kunain. I think, I think that that'll be really interesting how they defend her. Um, and then on the other side, I don't have either one of the one seeds. I have both of the two seeds. I have, uh, Louisville and I have Maryland. Um, Maryland's tough. Maryland plays hard. That's why I have them going to the final four, um, coming out of the big 10. Um, I just think they, they have a, they have a duo, Ashley Owusu and uh, Diamond Miller. Um, they both average above 18 points a game. Um, they play hard. They play fast. They play in transition. Um, they play tough. So I've got them. Um, and then Louisville, uh, obviously states seen them twice, uh, both really good Beat games. Twice. They won those games. They did. Um, Man. but it's hard to bet against Dana Evans. Um, she didn't have her best of games in the ACC championship game. Um, so, so I think that she'll come back with a little bit of a vengeance. Um, although I will say a South Carolina state potential matchup, I think that that would be really fun to see Kunain against Boston, arguably the two best, uh, I don't want to say big men, but big women uh, in the in in the nation. Uh, Forwards in the front court, um, both all Americans, both extremely talented. Um, but in my in my national championship, I have State beating UConn. I have Louisville beating uh, Maryland. So I have the 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 trifecta of uh, Louisville versus um, State. I don't really need to break this game down. It's it's Kunane. You got Kunane on one side. You've got Dana Evans on the other. Um, experience. These teams know each other like the back of their hands. Um, I have state winning by six, um, but I do think it'll be extremely interesting. Like I said, Dana Evans didn't have her best of games in the ACC championship, but I do think that a lot of that is credited to state, their game plan of how they covered her, played their defense. Uh, they kind of locked her down for the first three quarters. Beginning of the fourth, she did, she did came back to Dana Evans a little bit, but um, it should be interesting. So I have those two going at it again. As you all have said before, going back to the NFL playoffs, when Drew Brees and Tom Brady were going head-to-head, Y'all said that it's hard to beat a good team three times. So I think the team that I would least want to face in this tournament would be Louisville in that national championship. Yep. I agree. I can agree with that. Uh, Obviously, I trust State's defense more than the offense. Um, Everybody in the starting lineup for NC State can easily – you can make a vote for at least ACC all-defensive team. Obviously, we kind of got shafted over there because, you know, they don't want State to take all the awards. But um, I I don't know. I don't want to play Louisville for the sole purpose of can't beat a good team three times. But if they did have to, I like State. I'm trusting State. Offensively, amazing. Defensively, amazing. Coach, best in the nation. Chemistry, amazing. Look, NC State took a team or took a point guard, Reyna, who just – averaged over 20 points a game at her old school, Cal State Fullerton, came over, and now she wants to pass the ball first. That doesn't happen everywhere. You've got Kai Crutchfield, who's been the point guard, well, split point guard for the last two years with Ace. And she comes over, and she's fine splitting again in her senior year. 
You know, you got the best six men in or six woman in the name, Jada Boyd. Come on. Oh my state's winning state's winning this thing by hundred maybe a hundred points in every game. I wouldn't be surprised. I think another thing that should be noted in March Madness, because um, every it's it, like Ryan said, it's March. Anything can happen. Um, games that should not be close are close. Um, a lot of it come down to free throw shooting. State's final mm-hmm. five that are on the floor, everybody can shoot free throws. Over eighty five percent. Whether they whether they want to put uh, Boyd in the last five, uh, Perez obviously guard, um, and then the Fords. Uh, Kunain is what like an 80%, 80, 88, 85, somewhere in the 80s percent free throw shooter, um, which is which is super insane because I was reading something that it was a vast improvement from where she was last year and it was something that she really worked at. Um, so that's good to see. Um, I just think that their ability to hit free throws down the stretch is something that's not really going to be talked about it, but it's definitely going to make an impact in the tournament. For sure. I mean, yeah, we think any tournament, just men's or women's. Uh, I get really excited when a team I'm rooting for gets in the bonus because if you're in the bonus, then you can drop, you can play more aggressive and you, cause they have to be aggressive back and they'll pick up those fouls and you'll go straight to the line. So uh, being in the bonus, be able to shoot free throws is definitely clutch. Yeah, at least it's about specific. I never thought shooter. about that. What's she averaging, Ron? 86% from the free throw line. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Put me on the free throw line. I'll give you and, it. And not only that, she shot 47% from three this year, too. And it's not like she's taking one shot, like, every five games. Like, she's averaging 1.23 attempts a game. And I know this will kind of lead up into our next topic, but switching over to NBA, you know what NBA great only made one three in his entire career? Check, check. Yep. Why was that big news? That thing was what ugly. They oh, this I is some it. of the skills competition about it. Yeah, it was it was Shaq, and it was God. Who is he talking to? He interviewed somebody after game. He's like, "Not often I get to talk to a shooter," and they took him out of the three point contest talk. That's what it was. Yeah, but uh, have y'all oh, seen? Oh, oh. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, did y'all see the the footage from it? That shot was ugly. That man literally took a hook shot from actually from pretty deep, and he hit it. Hey, didn't shoot threes, but he's an all-time great, so you got to give him credit for that. Well, uh, so that's all we have. Uh, we all got state winning. Good luck to right. state. Go Pack. Huge go Pack. Huge go Pack. Go check out the episode with All-American basketball player Lisa Cunane. Make sure you guys check that out. We interviewed her. She's awesome. So make sure you all check that out. We'll catch you all over in – Next clip. Any Galladay. We have NFL free agency. Uh, it's what day four, three at the time of recording. Um, day four. Obviously, you know the big news. Like the number one best free agent in football this year was uh, Rain Dakota Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys picked him up. So we're gonna talk about some other guys. Besides Randy Dakota Prescott, who's the number one free agent this year. Trent Williams re signed for four years to Dallas. Trent Williams re signed. Shaquille Barrett re signed. Uh, Joe Thunley signed with Kansas City. Hunter Henry mm-hmm. to the Patriots. Bud Dupree to. The, the, the Patriots are making moves. I don't care Big what time. anyone says. The Patriots Vinny are making moves. Crazy. 
they've spent more money this year. Like, are they like close to spending the most money all time in free agency through like two days? It's crazy. It's more, more than what Bill Belichick, I'm pretty sure, has spent in the past 10 years. Yeah. And one thing I noticed they, with Kyle Van Noy, they released or he left last year. So they got a comp pick this year for him and they just re-signed him. So they get him and the pick. Because they lost him. I just think that, that that's not to mention on a much better contract. The reason that yes. he went to Miami was to get paid. Miami released him. He goes back to the New England. I think it's a one year deal, not making much 13. at all. So they definitely took a big W in that. I I think the Patriots might be able to get more because they said I don't know how much he has to get paid, but just said Patrick Chung is retiring. So that kind of opens it up. But I guess they probably want to save that for some free agents. Also, speaking of that, um, yeah, Falcons got some money to spend. They just gave up Alex Mack. He's going on the greener pastures to the 49ers. Nope. And who do we pick up? Lee Smith, tight end, 39 years old from the Buffalo Bills, for whatever reason. What a steal. What a steal. Yeah. And Eric Harris, that's pretty cute for them, but I ain't feeling it. Notable names who have been signed. Uh, other than that, we got Curtis Samuel to the Washington football team. I think that's I like that. I think that's big. I, do I don't like it. Well, for I don't who? like it, but it's a good move for them. I don't like it. For who? Oh. Yeah, Terry and Curtis. Boy, they're about to be a problem See, for you look, all, man. My, my thing with that is Terry McLaurin is so good in his role of being the only guy to throw to. Like, what happens to Terry McLaurin? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have, like, yeah, Green Antonio Gibson was good. So they'd hand it off to him. But who else would they throw to besides Terry McLaurin? I you think mean, his number You got to think, too, like, um, Curtis Samuel can pretty much take J.D. McKissick's spot as a receiving back because Curtis Samuel was a running back. So, I mean, he probably still gets his targets. I think the Washington football team and they're signing Ryan Fitzmagic. I'm such a fan of him. He's so – it's just fun to see him do well. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick signing there, I genuinely believe this Washington football team signing a team with that defense they have. You got Scary Terry and you have McKissick and then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they'll be the better version of this past season's Miami Dolphins because a very similar team, good defense, better defense on the Washington football team team with not really insanely big names on the outside but ryan fitzmagic can do work is he even going to be their starter heineke hi yeah now he is i don't know i i think he'll be the speaking of quarterbacks mitch the titty kisser trubisky hey that that's your unc boy why but why buffalo the only things i can see that's a great pickup for buffalo but trubitsky i'm not really sure why he's doing this he's not that bad like he's just got a few accuracy problems just like cam newton he's not that bad he didn't sign somewhere with a experienced and veteran quarterback who could show him the ropes him and josh allen do not play similar at all Um, i don't know Trubisky runs a lot. Josh Allen runs a lot, and they're both pretty inaccurate. I but only one is actually similar. good at it. Yeah, Allen's good at it. I think, I think, I think yeah. it's better than just like him going to be a backup because I think the leap that Josh Allen has made 
uh, from him coming in his rookie year to where he is now being a top six or seven quarterback in the league. Um, I think that that's like one of the biggest jumps in the NFL. I'm thinking that Mitch is kind of like reflecting and thinking like, hey, if I want to be a starter in this league, if I want to live up to that, that number two pick hype, which I don't think he can at this point, but if, if he wants to solve it, salvage any of that, maybe he needs to step, step back a year, um, learn under Josh Allen. Maybe that development that they use for Allen, they can help use for Trubisky. Um, it's only a one-year deal, so maybe uh, he can use what they taught him for a year and then hit the market next year and find a starting and job. Um, maybe it could be a win-win. Maybe they trade him at the deadline. The Bills can, like, the Bills can get good value out of him. I agree. Like – He's a young quarterback, and that's not absolutely – I mean, he's the only Nickelodeon most valuable player ever. Like – What? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that was a thing. What is that? But, Barstool, uh, like, rigged the whole thing, so all their fans were voting for Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. Yeah, Something some, – somebody brought up the point that I don't – like, apparently Zach Ertz is looking for a new place, and I think last show I said something about him going to the Colts, or maybe I was dreaming it. I don't know. But somebody said something about him possibly somehow finding a way to Buffalo. And I'm I'm wondering if that's like part of the six degrees of separation or something weird like that. You know what I mean? Where's Juju going? He's on yeah. stand. Uh, uh, he said he don't want to be in Pittsburgh. I think he goes that man texted out he texted out team group me and said, I'm not coming back if y'all. I don't know. So I don't. I don't know where he's going. I don't. I don't know where. He, where do y'all think he fits? Like, where does New he York. fit in? New he's York. He's a great number two receiver. He could go to New York and get a bag because New York has a bag. Uh, does he, he want to get paid? What, or does he, he want to? What about the Lions though? No. Why do he no. go to the, the Lions? Where do he fit in? Lions got no money. No. I think he goes oh. to the Jets, but I think a sleeper team that you can watch out for, maybe trying to get him, is is Baltimore. I think Baltimore is looking for a solidified receiver out there on the edge to help Lamar. Um, I don't know why they haven't still up to this point. Marquise Brown still never really hasn't lived up to the hype of being that first-round pick that they got. Um, and Willie Sneed definitely isn't causing any problems over there on the outside. So I think I think Baltimore could definitely be in the play for him because I thought that Baltimore might be in the play for Allen Robinson, but he, of course, got tagged. So um, I, they, I think Marquise Brown would be a pretty good slot receiver, but there's they don't have the – I mean, maybe Juju could be two, Sneed could be one, somewhere like that. I don't know. But wide receiver one is not – Marquise Brown's ministry, at least at least for the Ravens. The hey, best receiver still on the market, Kenny Galladay, though, is the Bengals have came out and said that they have given him an offer. So they want him to go play there. That would be fun to see Joe Burrow if he comes back from injury and plays the same way he did. Just getting it upgraded. He gets what A.J. Green was in the past. I believe Kenny Galladay kind of fits that role. Uh, so that would be nice. He also has offers from the Giants, and the, the Jets are still involved in talks. So Kenny Galladay is one of those big names that could become very important, especially for the Giants. The Giants did sign uh, John Ross as well, the fastest player in the NFL. Um, I'm just, I'm, I, I shout out Catch the Blitz. Uh, we put a lot of their stuff on our Instagram story. I'm looking through their uh, top 101 free agents. And Kenny Galladay, he's ranked fourth, and he's unsigned. You still got Juju. He's at 18, unsigned, and then obviously a drop slot. 
another move that I really, really like a lot, A.J. Green to the Cardinals. That is amazing both ways. A.J. Green can go and, you know, be a number two. Like, he's older. He's lost a step, obviously. But he's still A.J. freaking Green, you know. Well, yeah, Him and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm pretty sure Larry Fitz is still going to be there, That'd right? Be yeah. I like that a lot. That's going to help Kyler a lot, you know. I like I like that a lot. Uh, and then also on that team, Kenny and Drake to the Raiders. Shout out. Yeah. Chase Edmonds. Him and Jacobs back. Well, I don't know. I think they were separate years apart. Uh, that Bama connection. Fast 40-yard dash players in Alabama, people. Usually mm. it's fast 40-yard dash that don't get out. But we'll see. My most underrated signing that I have so far, Hassan Reddick to the Panthers. I really like that. I Hassan Reddick is very good to me. Uh, great He's uh, is he an, he's fast enough to be a middle to be an inside linebacker. He's strong enough can rush the rush the passer enough to fit in the Carolina scheme. You know, I'm pretty sure there was one game where he had what five sacks. Yeah, sacks. against Giants. Granted, yeah, it was but, the Giants, but he still did. It, it's yeah, I I like that signing a lot. I've always liked Hassan Reddick, so I'm I don't know. I just really like that signing a lot. I don't I don't think they'll put just because Shaq Thompson is still there. I think they'll put him inside but yeah that was I it was like an expected signing but it, it I think it'll do pretty well for the the Panthers. Um very versatile to me like they have Jeremy Chin versatile at linebacker and at safety and then they have Hassan Reddick versatile at linebacker and edge. So I'm I mean as a restricted free agent NFC South Falcons fan, I'm kind of excited to see what the Panthers will do, too. Deshaun Watson. Oh, my gosh, Deshaun Watson. We, I'm not talking uh, about There's more information. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about it. Yeah. You know, we hope for the best. We hope for the truth. Amen. We'll hopefully get on that more next week. Um, all of this, a little bit more NFL news is the $110 billion TV deal that they just signed. It's a lot of money. Um, it's going to pay the NFL $10 billion annually, the TV deal. It's with CBS, Fox, NBC, and ESPN and ABC. Oh, I hate ESPN doing football. Well, there's – yeah, I mean, but that means salary cap's going to increase. That means that we're probably going to have a 17th game added this season or next season. Uh, some other things – uh, Thursday Night Football is moving exclusively to Amazon Prime what? beginning in 2023. I don't know how I feel about that. That's fine. I've got Prime. That's Prime. That's fine with me. But I guess they figure, like, everybody has Amazon Prime, too. So it's like, how can That's they – That's a great deal for Amazon. It is. Yeah. Some people are going to buy Prime just for that. It's true. But, um, and then Monday Night Football games are now allowed to be flexed. Uh, similar to Sunday Night Football – uh, it basically means that we'll now be able to see better matchups on Mondays. So, like, it's not shitty teams playing each other. It's, like, most likely games we care about. So, I don't know. I think that will be good in the long run. Um, yeah, that's the NFL news we got. Uh, you guys have any well, more news besides, like, free agency and everything? Or did we forget anyone? Or The Wizards beat the Jazz. 
Russell Westbrook. Yes, sir. Numbers. Oh, wait, wait. Can I say something? Yeah. Because y'all judged me before. I guess I see why. Trent Williams, highest paid, highest paid. You said he was going to retire. Yeah, I mean, bro was old. He had cancer, and they tried to tell him he didn't have cancer. I just thought he was just like at the NFL. 32. That's old. I don't care. He's 32 Wait, about what? He got a How old is Trent Williams, Keith? I guess. I don't know. 32. 32. He looked older than that. All right, well. 32. Offensive linemen are good for a while, but I still thought a six-year deal was still – that's still a little much. Um, I was looking like four for him, three um, or four. As far as offense for free agency, if you're looking for an offensive player, most of your guys are going to already be signed with the exception of Kenny Galladay and Juju um, on defense. There's still a bunch of secondary guys, especially – Clowney's still there. You said who? Clowney, Jadavion Clowney. There's there's a couple guys on the line. There's a couple linebackers, but secondary, in my opinion, is still loaded. Malcolm Butler's still there. Um, Will Kyle Porter got released today. He's still there. Um, Malik Hooker, Keanu Neal. Uh, Dory yeah, Neal got signed to the Vikings today. It's just like, yeah, Patrick Peter and Richard Sherman. So I think that there's still a lot of moves to be made. Um, as far as Dallas, Dallas said that they're taking a slow approach. They're not going to be aggressive, which is kind of irritating. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I still think they need to get a, a playmaker on defense, like an Anthony Harris or a, or a Kyle Fuller would be amazing. But it should be interesting to see what transpires in the next couple of days because a lot of these teams have already blown their bag and they're going to be done for free agency. So that leaves teams like the Colts who have barely made any moves that it's got the hella cap. They can make a move. Same with Jacksonville, same with New York, same with Dallas, same with these teams like that. So it should be interesting. Jacksonville have been making some moves. Yeah, but the moves that they've been making, they've been like kind of like little special teams, little one-year, two-mil, two-year, five-mil. You know, they haven't really gone out and got their playmaker with the exception of Shaquille Griffin, which I think is a really good signing for them. Marvin Jones, too. He's not Marvin bad. Jones as well, yeah. So they Trevor Lawrence has got a new best friend over there. Um, so that should be interesting as well. I forgot about Marvin Jones. Oh, and Keelan, who was it? Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole went to the Jets. So that yeah. was uh, Marvin Jones and uh, DJ Chart. How do you say his last name? And then they said they said um, I saw something where they said they were shopping Gardner Minshew, and I don't. I mean, I don't know where he would fit in either. Yeah, well, there's our NFL news. Um, really, NBA hasn't had much going on. We don't have much to talk about there, I don't think. The Jazz have dropped for the five of their last six. What's going on there? They lost to the Wizards. The Wizards it was have inevitable that they were going to cool down. Yeah. Well, we'll have more information on all that next week. It's probably just a post All Star weekend slump, like a lot of teams go through. But uh, we'll really see how that's turned out more next week. But uh, other than that, any other notable sports news that you guys can think of? Hurricanes look good. They do. Go Canes. Um, all I can think of. They went eight in a row. Okay, they lost two out of the last three as of tonight. But we're not talking about on the show yet. The what? There's nothing. There's something we all miss. About for me. What we missed. NC State just got their first NCAA swimming title. Go Pack. Our oh, fr- oh yeah. The, I thought you said ACC. I was like, there is no way. Because we just went no. yeah. Go Pack. Shout out Pack. Cross country. 
Shout Run, out uh, runners up. And future is bright for that women's cross country team. Caitlin Dewey is a freshman. She was running with the front of the pack. Uh, they have also two other top 10 signings this past year for, I guess, their freshmen now. But future is bright for NC State women's cross country. There we go. We'll have more information on all the topics we talked about tonight and more next week. So uh, short episode. Uh, I think this is our shortest one yet. Before we go, remember. Go back. Remember. You guys remember what's live? What's live, boys? Merch, 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 merch. Get your stuff, get your stuff. Um, yeah, make sure you guys check it out. Obviously, go check out Pub Sports Talk. Um, you guys have anything before we go? Keith? Um, I love you. Keep going. You're doing great. Never forget that. And buy merch. Cool. Yeah. Um. Go pack, uh, future NIT champs. Um, Jerry, please make a move in free agency. Uh, Anthony Harris, Richard Sherman, Jadavian Clowney, Kyle Fuller. Um, Anthony Edwards, future rookie of the year, averaging no. 29 points a game <laughs> after the all star break. Wow. Superstar numbers on 86 um, shots, huh? What? No, oh. he's a very efficient shooting over 46 percent, very efficient from the field. Um, oh, and he's gonna give know. the Suns 30 tonight. Uh, go pack, but Let that's it. No, no, no. Hey, you forgot to say something about us about winning women's national championship. That as well. Yeah. And buy merch. Grant. Buy merch, please. Buy merch. I will actually, if I see you on NC State campus wearing it, I will gladly sign it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Oh, I love that. Grant, let me hear it. As much as, much as you talk in front of Tally, Ryan, I, I, I think people would. Honestly, because they, they definitely know about four to score. So uh, go pack uh, women's basketball. Make sure that the last basketball game y'all play this season, you win it. A.K. that comes down to the national championship. Not Corona, like last year. <laughs> okay. Sad. Relax, relax, relax. Anyways. Relax. If you're listening to this on the weekend, on the weekday, proud of you, just like he said. And, uh, you know, just keep doing good things. Tell somebody you love them. And buy merch. 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 merch Thank merch, you guys merch. so much for listening. Check out the merch. Let us know what you merch, think. Merch. Let us know any comments you have. Um, merch, merch. You guys are doing great. Thank you guys for listening. Merch, we'll catch you all next week.